The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Visit sfspiritscomp.com for more information on our double gold and best in show winners. That's sfspiritscomp.com. By Michter's American Whiskies. By Beeline. Visit findyoursippingpoint.com. Hey, welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. I'm Fred. This show is sponsored by the Beeline, a northern Kentucky bourbon experience, a mashup of five Kentucky bourbon trail craft distilleries, six unique bourbon bars, and five bourbon-focused restaurants across from Cincinnati and the edge of bourbon country. Learn more at findyoursippingpoint.com. That's findyoursippingpoint.com. I'm also flying out of the northern Kentucky-Cincinnati airport to go to San Francisco. So a lot of good things in that part of the part of the country so this week's episode man this is a great one for me this is Raylan Nelson the granddaughter of Willie Willie Nelson now Raylan lost her father when she was young and um you know I you can tell that came up in the interview and you can tell she's still very emotional about that but who wouldn't be but what an amazing human being Raylan Nelson is and I can't I, I can't wait for her career to continue to blossom she comes from a legendary, iconic music family, and that's actually going to be the. Um, it's actually going to be kind of like the, the the reasoning behind this week's uh, trivia question, which is her famous grandfather Willie Nelson had you know known for his whiskey love, and he actually had a whiskey. What was the name of Willie Nelson's whiskey? So that'll be coming up after the interview. But first, a word from our sponsors. Imagine this, an experience centered around five Kentucky Bourbon Trail craft tour distilleries in Northern Kentucky, the gateway to Kentucky bourbon. Add five amazing bourbon-centric bars and five delicious bourbon-focused restaurants, cultivating the freshest takes and culinary delights, and you are on the beeline. Start your trip today at findyoursippingpoint.com. Welcome to the Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. I'm joined by someone I'm a, actually a big fan of, um, Raylan Nelson. Thank Hi. you so much for coming on to the show. Thank you. I'm you, a big fan of yours as well. Aw. You just played today at the, our festival, Hometown Rising. How did it feel out there? Uh, I'm, I'm just so honored to be here with all these people. You know, I've grown up listening to Tim McGraw and Little Big Town, and it's really cool to be put in the same festival as them, you know? Now, when when I saw you play, because I, I went to watch you, and and I said to myself, I was like, she could play heavy metal, you know, she could be uh, kind of like a, a kind of a classic rock style. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you you could really be anything. You're very you have a lot of range. Thanks. A lot of soul. Yeah, I didn't even know that until I started playing with the rock band. <laughs> you know, I was um, started off doing uh, traditional country melodies, you know, and kind of playing quietly in my house because I have three youngins mm -hmm. and um, my twins are 12 now they're boys and then I have a little girl that's almost 10 but when they were young and they were babies it was like I was playing quietly around the house and then when I stopped nursing them I decided I wanted to go out and find a place to record the tunes and then um, ended up finding JB and his background is all rock and um, punk and 
so he introduced me to the Clash and the Rones and yeah. um, the Replacements. He had actually just done a tribute album to the Replacements, all on ukulele. Oh, so wow. him and his buddy Tom Littlefield, and the album's called Bright Littlefield. But it made me fall in love with the Replacements, his songwriting and mm-hmm. that music. So um, also the ukulele, he had a ton of them laying around the studio. And I had, if you play guitar a little bit, you can learn to play the ukulele in about five minutes. So he taught me the chords and I was fiddling around and I said, hey, I want to rock this ukulele with our band. And he's like, we got to get, you know, something to plug it into to make it really loud Um, because they're a big rock band. But anyway, did I just ramble on for way too long on that one? No, I thought it was awesome. Okay. I was just th- trying to get to a marijuana question. That's all. That's, Let's you know, talk about that. Y- you you have this new song, weed, weed, yes. and, weed and whiskey, and I'm I'm a whiskey. I I do a lot of whiskey. I don't do a lot of whiskey. I sip a lot of whiskey. Mm-hmm. Do, you, uh, do you do a lot of weed? Do I do a lot of the marijuana? Um, Some partake a little. You know, on my life insurance question, I said no. <laughs> I said, um, I think I said, uh, what is the mid-range one, you know? Yes. Yeah, I said yes, but I was like, you know, oh, every once in a while or once, something. Once every year. Yeah, you know, like, you know, occasionally, I think is what I said, but it's tough. I think when people find out your bloodline, they just assume that... We all have to. You smoke a lot of marijuana. It's, it's enforced in our family. No, that's not true. But um, there are actually a couple who don't in the family. But, um, yeah, it's always been around... And, um, you know, it's got so many health benefits. If you start talking about all the health benefits, it seems like you're lying about it. Yeah. But, um, and also, my biggest thing is that it has been proven to get people off of opioids. Yeah. And Opioids are bad. Yeah, we've all had friends and family that have been affected by the crisis, and um, it's been proven to pull people out of that pretty easily, so... Yeah, for those listening uh, who don't know, your grandfather is Willie Nelson. Mm-hmm. So um, he was very much champion yes. of uh, legalizing marijuana. You smoke your Willie's Reserve, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, you know, I when I when I speak to people who are uh, relatives of famous people, I always feel like their own accomplishments and what they have done sometimes get lost or get kind of cast in the shadow, and. I, I don't want people to to like miss out on that fact about you because you are an amazing musician. You are very good in your own that. right, and you would be here if it if your um your grandfather was Joe Bob, you know, yeah, from maybe. from the dairy down he the street. Was definitely a huge inspiration for me. Him and my aunt Bobby have been playing together for over thirty five years, and it's always been a band. You know, even though he's Willie Nelson, you know, yeah. it's always been a band, and I've always wanted that. Um, so he's definitely been a huge, huge influence in me wanting to do this. And I appreciate you saying that, but I will never be as good of a guitar player or, you know, ukulele yeah. player as him. But I will strive to be, you know, and try to be. And I hope that people feel like the same thing you feel when you hear a Papa Willie song because, you know, it all comes from that same spot. Papa Willie. I don't think all of us know him as Papa Willie. Everybody should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, he should. You have, uh, so. So I, I remember uh, reading something about your connection with your grandfather and that he used to sing to you at night when you, when you no, would No, okay, to- so the, one of the very first memories I have, I think this is what you're thinking of, I um, remember my dad and him singing and teaching me Jingle Bells and then um, on the road again. So mm-hmm. that was like one of the first memories I have of him. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a great my memory. My dad would sing to me a lot. 
and play. And he's no longer here. He um, passed away in 91. Yeah. But he was Willie Nelson Jr. And yeah. everyone called him Billy Nelson. And, um, yeah. Yeah, it, that, that loss was felt um, really around the world. I mean, mm-hmm. I, was, I was very young then, but I, I remember. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, it was... I didn't mean to take it to a dark place. No, I, and I got to tell you, I think he would be proud of you. Thank you. I hope so. If you, if he saw what you, what you're doing now, he would be very proud of you because you are a, a very fantastic musician. Thanks. Sometimes I try to picture him out there in the crowd, you know, and hope that he'd be proud. Is it hard to get on the stage sometimes? Uh, not now. It used to be. I was used to like be scared, you know, but um. I just, you know, when you want to do something, you, it, plus, you know, that scared feeling, that adrenaline feeling you get, like when you're on a roller coaster or something, it's that feeling. So it's like, yes, let's do this. And then you just channel it into confidence instead of scared. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, now it's not hard to get up on stage unless it's really hot outside or something. But today was nice. <laughs> today was very nice. Yeah, it's they been very hot out here. Oh, right they had in front a- of me too. Nice. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the guys had that, but. So you, um, <laughs> you you're. Your father's side of the family. Yeah. What we know about them, a little bit out there, a little liberal, a little like the, you know, kind of like uh, from the game. What about your mother's side? Are... Super Republican conservative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my mom is a holy roller. Um, but that was more later on in her life. She was actually a radio promo girl in Nashville. And my dad was on the bus with Papa Willie when he came through town. And so. Um, my dad met my mom there, and they laid, laid roots down in Nashville. So I'm kind of the only Nelson in Nashville since my dad's not here anymore. And my Aunt Amy lived there, but she's in Austin mm-hmm. now. Um, but, yes, so my mom's side of the family is more of the conservative Republican side. But not against cannabis, you know? Oh, you know, I actually, I find, like, cannabis <laughs> is not really something that is political. I think that it's more of, um, with my mom, her issue is that it's not legal, you know? Yeah. And then um, I think her Republican side is just, like, fiscal responsibility, which, mm-hmm. you know, we need we need some people like that in the world. Yeah, we, we can't be spending all the money all the time, but yeah. the, the legalization Liberals of uh, cannabis to seems to be one of those things that both sides tend to agree on. And I'm like, well, why isn't it legal? Yeah. Well, some of you our know. leaders don't think so, you know? They choose yeah. to... I think it's a, if if you track who supports them, mm-hmm. you, you find out pretty quickly it's connected to like big pharma. Yeah, you know. Of course, and then it's also listed as a Schedule One drug, but it, it, we also have a patent on it. The USA has a patent on it. So how can you have? It's listed with cocaine and heroin, but yet we have a patent on it, and they're making making it themselves. Right. You know? So what's up with that? It always comes down to the dollar. Mm. Well, yeah. So what do you have uh, going now? Like, what's your new album okay, coming out? Okay, so the new album's coming out. It's our first full-length album. We were doing singles and then packaging them together as a CD to sell at shows. And we might go back to doing that after this album. Mm-hmm. But it's basically like a journal of the last few years. And um, it's called Don't. Please mm-hmm. do listen. Yeah. Is there anything else I need to say about Don't, that? Please, Don't, please. It's called Don't. Don't. It's the the, the song album. is called. Don't. Well, the the album. album's called Don't. Mm-hmm. What's the cover? And it's the Clash, London Calling. Oh, nice. But it's me doing it. And, nice. and of course, theirs was an homage for Elvis. So it's me um, doing an homage to the Clash, doing an homage to the Elvis. You know, where he's 
slamming, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. slamming the guitar, I'm slamming the ukulele. Nice. So one of the things I do here is that I like to uh, pair whiskey Drink? to your palate. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Okay. And I want you to answer them um, based on what you like more. All right. Do you like caramel or vanilla more? Caramel. Do you like caramel or nutmeg more? Caramel. Caramel or banana? Caramel. All right, so if you're going to drizzle caramel on anything, what's it going to be? Oh, I don't know. Um, I guess like a coffee drink. Oh, you like coffee. Very interesting. Mm. So I need, uh, I, need a, I need a whiskey up here that has a coffee note. You have coffee note whiskey? So by by saying it has a note, there's not actually coffee in it, but it has like a uh, a hint of it. So it's like that uh, roasted. It, it's like a flavor a flavor of it. What about it. weed? It's, Do you have a cannabis one yet? Uh currently illegal. Cannot hemp yeah. use maybe? Are y'all uh, hemp I, is hemp legal in Kentucky? Yeah, hemp is legal. I actually have a friend who has made hemp bourbon. Like he uh distilled it just had that slight taste. He to distilled it. the seeds. Yeah. In um in the grain so it was kind of quite interesting all right do me a favor and lift up that back bottle that one yeah lift that up actually that's gonna have a uh, yeah so this bourbon all right you're not gonna throw it so this bourbon was a private selection from from uh des linden des was the uh won the Boston Marathon, was the first woman uh, American okay. to win the Boston Marathon in well, 30 years. Well, she's a badass. Years. She is an American hero. Okay. I love me some Des Linden. So this does have a particular coffee note in it. It's her selection, so there's only one barrel of this out there. Where do they make it? This is a Woodford Reserve, so it's the same stuff as this, but just, you know. And they- is it the difference between bourbon and whiskey is that bourbon's made here? Is Actually, the- no. So, so the story of uh, bourbon and whiskey. So, whiskey is a categorical term. Okay, so let's take your world. Let's take music as one big category. Mm-hmm. And then you have rap, you have rock and roll, you have country, and then you have layers underneath all those. Right. So, whiskey essentially means distilled grain aged in wood. And then after that, you have different classifications. You have different countries that make it. And so, like, each country will put a layer of their own style. So Canadian whiskey is, a, is like, blended territory, but they're the only people that can name their stuff Canadian whiskey. Irish whiskey uh, tends to also be blends, but they have different types of, uh, different types of whiskeys, and they have... Uh, uh, they don't have really any restrictions on their wood. Mm-hmm. They have to be a minimum of three years, and but there's a lot. There's a lot more to Irish. And do they do that. it in different types of wood to make a different taste, yes, or is they, there yeah, a certain one? Especially okay. in Scotch. So Scotch okay. uh, has different types of categories. Uh, they're most known for single malts, and they don't have to go into any type of barrel, but they have to go into a barrel, and so okay. they'll use sherry barrels, port barrels, bourbon barrels. They use all kinds of different barrels, and bourbon is unique unique to the United States and not just Kentucky but anywhere in the United States you can make bourbon uh, so it's very unique it's just, to here so it's an American thing yeah it's bourbon. an American thing bourbon is American not necessarily Kentucky only the majority of the bourbon is made in Kentucky in, okay okay yeah 
And so bourbon, to be bourbon, it has to be at least 51% corn. It has to come off the still at no higher than 160 proof. And the reason why that's important is vodka is coming off the still about 190 proof, which is the same proof point as ethanol. And so that's so vodka is like odorless and tasteless, which is mm-hmm. kind of why I absolutely hate vodka. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons, anyway. It makes me shit through a screen door. Vodka? Mm-hmm. Can you say vodka makes me shit vodka through? Vodka makes me shit through a screen door. I'm going to use that as my next ringtone. And <laughs> and that will be my uh, voicemail. <laughs> yes, I like Whiskey's that. Whiskey actually the only liquor I can do. I love, I love this and I love it. I like it in the wintertime when it's cold because it mm-hmm. makes you warm mm-hmm. almost immediately. Yeah, that's true. And then after the proof oh, yeah. point, okay, so it has to go into the barrel, mm-hmm. and it goes into a new charred oak barrel. So in the 1930s, they placed uh, on law that bourbon has to go into new charred oak every single time. Okay, new charred oak. Yeah, so what they do is they, they, they take trees, they turn them into staves, which are basically like little little boards mm-hmm. and then they form it into a barrel and they take that barrel and they roll it onto like a you know the end where it, the inside gets flamed yeah. and it chars it and so oh. that that charring technique what that does is when the liquid hits the barrel the caramelization of the wood is is more pronounced and it interacts with that wood every single day mm-hmm. and so that is the that is basically what makes bourbon unique is that new charred oak barrel all the other types of whiskeys even if they are of the same grain uh tend to be in used barrels i see and the one that i poured you here is her private selection coffee is not a real prominent note but when you said uh when you said that it had you liked uh, caramel Mm -hmm. and um you you know drizzled over a little or a little coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought of this one. I like it. So cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah. It's delicious. It's delicious. Mm, it really is. She did a good job on this. And try it. That's, that's the thing about good whiskey is you want to you want to share it, right? See, it makes you warm immediately. That's what I like about it. Ah, oh, wintertime. Mmm. Yummy. So do you have a whiskey connection? I know a lot of people I've talked to have seemed to be connected to a brand or like, uh, you know, like the Bass. People are either connected like Cabela's or Bass Pro Shops, and then they have a whiskey. It's, it's very unique in country music. <laughs> it's like... Or they um, find Jesus and they don't drink it all. There's that too. <laughs> yeah. So Jamie Johnson had a connection with Jack Daniels for mm-hmm. a while. Maybe he still does. And um, he, he's a friend. Not a close friend, but he's a friend. And he had given me a bottle of it. And so I was drinking the Jack Daniels for a while. And then my grandpa gave me a couple of bottles of his Whiskey River. The whiskey River, yeah. And I sure did drink those too, you know. So I would say... If I was going to go get some, I would probably either... Because you can't... I probably can't find Risky River everywhere. It's probably a special spot to get it. Yeah, it's not, it's not, not that widely allocated. Or not widely distributed. What would you recommend me going out to get? Because I'd probably get Jack Daniels just because that's yeah, the um, one that I got into. So I'm going to send you home with a couple bottles of some stuff. Okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But uh, you've got... Um, with your particular... This is um, great caramel 
Perchin, you you'll find a lot of things. A lot of bourbons have that big prominent caramel note in it. Uh, I could taste you through the board here, but we we got to stand up later. Yeah, you know, we I still don't got things need to that. do. <laughs> do you ever do uh, whiskey water with the, just a little bit of honey? Uh, yeah, like I'll put it like um, when honey is a, is an interesting is a real interesting ingredient because you can't just put it in there. You have to like uh, mix it with water and kind of turn it into a syrup before adding. Yeah, because it'll like uh, coagulate or get like all you know yeah. gumpy in there. I don't it, like the word coagulate. You don't like coagulate? No, right, it sounds gonna... gross, doesn't it? I know it just means like a. Right, oh. that's. <laughs> I'll pull back on coagulations. <laughs> You've just said it three or four times. Well, you did too, mind you. <laughs> so your hate for the word just only led to more. I'll never put honey in whiskey without mixing it with the water. I only <laughs> said that because that's my aunt's drink. She likes to do, when she sings, she does the whiskey oh, wow. and the water with honey. Nice. So what's what's new where are you off to next? What can we expect to see from you? Okay, so we ha- are playing the Pilgrimage Festival in Nashville next weekend. Okay. It's our first time playing the Pilgrimage Festival, so I'm pretty psyched about that. And then we are going to Florida. We have a little tour in Florida. And then a couple of home shows. I mean, like, we do house shows. We take, we, do, we kind of scale down. We get a tiny guitar and a ukulele bass, and um, as just kind of does a on the drums, he just kind of does like a snare and what like brushes. brushes, yeah. And we kind of do like a house show for people. We have a couple of those in October. Those pay well. Nice. <laughs> so we're yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta earn a living. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then, um, but the biggest thing is hopefully we'll be going over to the UK in December. Nice. So that yeah, I hope that all pans out. <laughs> Well, I, I, I say this uh, again. I love your music. I also like following you on Instagram. You Thanks. got you got some attitude there. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, you, you bring it. You bring it everywhere you. you go. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for letting and, me sip. And one final toast. Yes, let's do it. To you and to all, you. all you're doing. And the rest of your day. Cheers. Well, lots. The festival. Hopefully lots of days to come. Oh, to all the rest of your days to come. For all of our rest of the days to come. For all of our rest of the days to come. And no more use of coagulation. Yeah. Or drinking vodka. (sighs) Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. So that's that's it for this episode. It's the Fred Minnick Show brought to you by the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Thank you so much to uh, Raylan Nelson for coming on and kicking some ass. Brought to you by Weed and Whiskey. Weed and and Whiskey. Are you with me? I hope you enjoyed that interview with uh, Raylan Nelson. Also, make sure you're listening to her music. Go download it on Apple Music, Spotify, or however you get your tunes these days. But she's really talented. And I dare say even better live. Like, there's not a lot of musicians who, uh, in my opinion, are exceptionally better live than they are in the studio. But Raylan really has an energy to her. She's got... She's incredible. So if you get a chance to see her live, I highly, highly recommend it. Now, the answer to this week's uh, trivia, which was what what was Willie Nelson's uh, whiskey brand, of course, Willie's being Raylan's uh, uh, grandfather, it's actually named after one of Willie's songs, one of his famous uh, songs uh, called uh, Whiskey River. And the brand is Old Whiskey River. Now, it was a six-year-old bourbon back in the day, and it came from Heaven Hill. A really good, really good whiskey. I mean, this is something that, it came from Heaven Hill, which Heaven Hill is one of these uh, 
uh, great Kentucky distilleries that that has a lot of wonderful brands like Evan Williams and Henry McKenna, um, Elijah Craig, and this kind of fell right in that flavor profile. You know, real cornbready, little nutmeggy there, and just so if you see one of those out in the wild, grab them. You don't see them as much as you used to, but Whiskey River is a brand that is out in the wild uh, here and there, and it's worth picking up, by the way. And now, another word from our sponsors. At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single-barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller Dan McKee and our master of maturation Andrea Wilson say it's just right. Michter's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to michters.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Michter's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. Uh, This week's uh, listener feedback is actually going to come in the form of social media. Look, the coronavirus is kind of like sweeping the world right now. You know, some people are saying that there's a chance everybody could get infected and it has like a higher mortality rate than the flu. And you have some people coming back and saying more people die of the flu. Uh, I actually am seeing this every day because my wife is on uh, the task force for Kentucky's uh, VA system on the coronavirus and like how to how to deal with it. And um, so I'm being constantly updated and, and, you know, it's funny. Like I was, I was in the, I was in the store the other day when it was, I was in an area where like just down the road, someone had, there was a confirmed case. So I was a little bit more precautious than normal. And I was like trying not to touch stuff or touch my face. And I was like, oh my God, this is hard. Like go into a store and try not to touch things, you know, try not to touch your face. It's difficult. But anyway, I put out a tweet. Um, you're in coronavirus land. Cases to your left and right. What are you drinking? I got more than 100 rep- replies to that. And uh, it was all over the place. Uh, Nancy Sheed wrote back Aquavie, which Aquavie is this beautiful Scandinavian um, spirit. Uh, Winston Edwards, my old buddy from Balcones, wrote not Tito's, which... The funny part of that is like if you listen, if you've been keeping up with the coronavirus, uh, there's a meme going around teaching people how to make um, hand sanitizer, and they were suggesting Tito's. Well, Tito's came out and said, uh, "Actually, no, no, we're not, uh, we're not a high enough proof to to be used in um, to make hand sanitizer." Of course, if you know me, you know I have a slogan. It's called "Vodka Sucks." I have some T-shirts to say "Vodka Sucks." So this is this just played right into my hate for vodka. 
not even good enough to drink, can't even be used for hand sanitizer. Andrew Ellis wrote, Knob Creek store picks, 60% ABV is strong enough to kill the virus. That is true. There's some belief that uh, whiskey can kill the virus. There's also evidence historically that uh, whiskey has been used to fight the flu, and it was used to fight the Spanish flu. In my book, Bourbon, the Rise, Fall, and Rebirth of American Whiskey, I kind of notated how important whiskey was in fighting that horrible pandemic. Uh, people would go on and talk about Purell. Some people talked about drinking you know, straight uh, Clorox. Uh, but probably my favorite was Jason Hartman, who at you can find him at J Hart H A R T M A N I L. He simply wrote Corona. Now this is the this is the messed up part about our society. Half of the people, a lot of the people in this world, started associating uh, the coronavirus with the beer Corona, and so they weren't they weren't buying it. And case sales of Corona was just dipping. And I'm like, how stupid do you have to be to connect the coronavirus to a beer? I mean, good Lord, you know? So, hey, if you've got it to your left and right, and there's a case of corona there, chances are the person who uh, had the coronavirus didn't touch the corona. So that might be a very, very good bet. That'll do it for this uh, for this episode's listener feedback. So next week's show is going to be, you know, it's going to be an, an important one because we're basically featuring someone as they're they're in the hospital right now. Danielle Souza from uh, Dead Posey just um, had basically like an emergency surgery, and I I was on Instagram flipping through and there she was in the hospital bed and I had interviewed them at uh, Louder Than Life last year and I, I went back and listened to that interview and it was so good and so we're gonna we're gonna air that next week and Dead Posey is like one of these kind of like cool um, super bands with a little bit of a flair to them you know they're from California and just really got a nice sound to them. So make sure you go check them out. That's Dead Posey, P-O-S-E-Y. But that'll do it for this week's episode. Man, if you're not subscribing, make sure you hit that subscribe subscribe button. Go ahead and give us a review while you're at it. It helps with the algorithms. And uh, hit me up anytime. If there's an artist that you would like to see featured on the show, if there's a whiskey you like to drink and you want to get my opinion on it, you know, just hit me up. Go visit my website, uh, fredminnick.com. Sign up for my newsletter while you're there. And, you know, follow me on any of the Twitters, Instagrams, or Facebooks out there. It's uh, just search for my name, Fred Minnick. But thanks so much for, for joining me this week. Um, I'll see you next week. Until then, see you later. You've been listening to The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by the San Francisco World Spirits Competition at sfspirits.com. Also by Michter's, American Whiskies, and by Beeline. Visit findyoursippingpoint.com. For more information about this podcast, spirits, and more, go to fredminnick.com. Hell yeah.